Hello and welcome to Chicklets. I'm Bridget Hovell. And I'm Mackenzie Chapman, and this is a Chicklet, a mini episode of Chicklets where we have a quick discussion of a new movie or TV show. Today we are talking about <gasps> To All the Boys. P.S. I still love you. A sequel to 2018's To All the Boys I Loved Before. It's a mouthful. <laughs> they took it their cue from the Fall Out Boy song. Ooh, that would be great. Formula. So um this is the synopsis of the film. <laughs> so formal. When we last left them into all the boys I've loved before, Laura Jean Covey and Peter Kavinsky were smooching on their lacrosse field after admitting their feelings to each other. Laura Jean and Peter had been pretending to date for several months, as one does in high school movies. While their relationship was fake, their feelings were real. After a school-wide scandal involving a video of LJ and Peter kissing in a hot tub, P.S. I Still Love You asks the questions like, what comes after a happy ending? And can a jock and a nerd ever be happy together? To complicate their love story further, another old crush of Lara Jean resurfaces, John Ambrose McLaren. John Ambrose was one of the five boys who received a love letter from Lara Jean. Five years after she crushed, first crushed on him, John Ambrose is still a sensitive and smart dude who effortlessly connects with Lara Jean. In many ways, he is the exact foil of lughead Peter Kavinsky. Who will Edgley pick? LJ. Pick. <laughs> the lughead! The lughead! Duh! Oh my gosh. So we were crazy about To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah, it was a perfect movie. We watched it two times in 24 hours. <laughs> together. We happened to watch it together. And we had watched yeah, a pretty it, mediocre Netflix romantic movie beforehand. Yeah, it was like a catalyst for the podcast, I feel like. Because that was the weekend I visited you in Houston. Yeah. And we were like setting up the website. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we just loved it. And I feel like Twitter really loved it too. It had its moment. Um, I think people really gravitated towards it cause it was like a fun romantic comedy and we kind of had a dearth of that, but also it had diverse casting. It was a story about an Asian American young woman finding love and, um, people were really ready for that and excited. Yeah, it was my number one movie. Luckily. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it introduced <laughs> the world to Noah Centineo, who yeah. people were like, he's young Cursed. Mark Ruffalo. He's so yeah. handsome. We were into him, too. And then yeah. he's just been overexposed. Yeah. There's he should just be Peter K Kavinsky. You should Google um, that video of him. I'm not going to say anymore because this is a family podcast. <laughs> Don't don't Google. I mean, yeah, he should he should have been kept in a like a lab or like a dungeon, and they just let him <laughs> out to be Peter Kavinsky. Oh no! I well, I just wish that I had not like. I usually don't. I'm not like super interested in celebrities. I mm -hmm. guess. Um, like I don't really follow that many on Instagram or anything. But with him, I was like, I would need to find out more, and I wish I did not have that. No, yeah, urge. yeah, exactly, and. He has such great chemistry with the actress uh, Lana Condor, I feel like her yeah. name. Um, yeah. Who plays... And she's so good. She's amazing. She's a star. Like, that's the takeaway yeah. from these films is that, like, yeah. she should be getting more movies um, yeah. and be seen in a lot more things. Mm -hmm. But whereas he needs to go back in the dungeon. <laughs> and he should... Well, he should only be... Because I've seen, a, like, a few other movies that he's in, and he's really good when he's playing the Peter Kavinsky type. Yeah. Like, he was but in um, when Charlie's Angels. He was cute in that, sort of. He um, was cute in the Sierra Burgess is a Loser mm -hmm. movie or whatever, even though that movie was terrible. He was good in it. Mm -hmm. um, but then I saw this other movie with him that was bad. 
it was hard for him for like the, me to believe he was a scientist in Charlie's Angels. Like me that too. was bad casting. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think they just did it because of him blowing up. I feel like he's semi illiterate. Like he's in a. <laughs> that's so mean, but perhaps it's just the jock. The jock stereotype is. He's yeah. It's Peter Ginsky is such a sweet boy but yeah at the very beginning of this film p.s i still love you peter and laura write their initials on a balloon and send it into the sky and i was blanking on what peter's last name was and i was like pk pk peter capaldi peter capaldi (laughs) and peter capaldi was doctor who and he isn't like he's kind of known for being a potty mouth he like swears a lot and he's like an old british man i was like peter capaldi (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, wrong, wrong, Peter. Um, so, what did you think of this movie? Having been a big fan of the first, I was disappointed. Yeah. And you know, I read the books too after I saw the first movie. And the parts about the books were that I liked was that they do a really good job of making Peter Kavinsky and Lara Jean seem like they're perfect together for the moment that they're in, which is high school. Mm. But that they leave the door open for like in the future. Like I think John Ambrose McLaren is like end game. Like I think she will marry him one day, but Peter Kavinsky is very like high school boyfriend and mm-hmm. like first love. And it's like, that is also important. And I feel like the book did a really good job of being like, this is an important romance and they're great for each other right now, but that doesn't, there's Cannot not just sustain. one right person. Yeah. Like, there's not just one right person. There's not just, like, your crush feelings don't get switched off as soon as you're, like, in a relationship. I don't know. It just did... It it was a unique take on high school romance that I liked from the books. The books were not great, though. (laughs) And they're by Jenny Han. Yes, but they... They're just like they're not. They're not for me. I'm a 27 year old woman, <laughs> like, and they're for teenagers. So, um, but I feel like the movie did not do that. It took like the one thing that I liked about the books and just like kicked it out the door and was very like, like the the part where she kisses John Ambrose and then is like, oh, I wished it was Peter. Peter and just like knew I didn't like that yeah I I agreed um and I also think that the love triangle in this movie really undercuts Peter it's kind of like on Gilmore Girls uh if you watch like the first two seasons Dean seems really great like the first Mm -hmm. season Dean is like the perfect boyfriend for Rory he's Mm -hmm. really smart they go to the book fair together and they like talk about books and music and then mm-hmm. when they introduce Jess and it becomes a love triangle, they make Dean like a caveman where Jess is like, does Dean even know who um, Bjork is? And yeah. Rory's like ashamed. She's like, Dean is my stupid idiot boyfriend. He doesn't know anything about me. Oh, no. And it's like, that's not what Dean was like. Uh, yeah. He only seems that way in because they have to contrast him with Jess so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they, they do that a little bit to Peter in this where Peter seems like a lughead, like insensitive. Mm-hmm. Laura Jean keeps saying, like, I think about, I overthink everything with Peter, but I don't have to at all with John Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that name. I hate John Ambrose. He sounds like <laughs> the marshmallow dish. Oh, wait, the marshmallow dish. What's that? Isn't there like a marshmallow dish called like Ambrosia? Ambrosia. Know. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does sound like that. Don't love it. But yeah, yeah, I think it's like the first movie has 
Peter and Peter has such great chemistry with Laura Jean, and they undercut that to yeah make John Amber's McLaren a thing. I feel like there was almost no chemistry in this one. No, I don't think she had any chemistry with um, John Ambrose McLaren either. Yeah, yeah. He also, like, tried too hard. Oh, yeah. He seemed, like, very theater-y. Yeah. (laughs) When he he was playing the piano, I Uh, was so upset because he... It was not cute. It was just... A weird... It was weird. And when he was like, like you gotta give me back the love letter... Uh, yeah, it was a weird flex. I think the only like good moment of tension in the whole movie mm-hmm. comes probably two thirds of the way through, where they have like a weird pizza party, and John Ambrose doesn't mm-hmm. know that they're dating. Yeah, and he's like, "Let me help you clean up the pizza party," and Peter's yeah. like, "I'll help her clean up the pizza party." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that kind of takes the steam out of everything. And then also, I think this movie felt like filler. They have a third one that they've already filmed. They're going to release this August. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was wondering if there would even be a third. Yeah. They they filmed them back to back. So they're going to okay. release that in a few months. And probably before uh, Noah Centineo looks like a full grown <laughs> huge man. Um, I felt like this was just, it felt like more like an episode of TV than like a fully fleshed, fully fleshed, like thought out film. Whereas right. the first one did. It felt like it had a beginning, a yeah. middle, and end, and a conclusive mm-hmm. end. Yeah. I think, I think part of the problem is the books. Like the story is just weird a little bit yeah. after the first one. Um, but I also think that it was not long enough. Like it felt very yeah. rushed to me. For there sure. were no, like the and I guess this might just be an issue with the story. But the first one had so many good moments of. Peter and Lara Jean just hanging out, which was mm, why it was mm-hmm. so good. Um, but this was just like too much drama, I guess. I don't know. They just like kept hitting like false starts with to their relationship, which was kind of I that is that does happen in the book too. So it might just be an issue with the story. Yeah, and it was kind of felt like a retread too, because they pretend to be a fake couple in the first movie, and then in this yeah. they're having trouble being a real couple. Like it's yeah. she's like, It's my first date and it's like, Yeah, you, yeah. you guys did this shit. It's not really your first yeah. date. You know, like you really yeah, yeah, yeah. all liked each other the whole time. Like yeah. catch up. Um yeah. I also think that they kind of shortened or just totally did away with like other subplots. Mm-hmm. Um you get the sense that her her bestie who she's not really besties with because she didn't tell her the truth about her and Peter, whose name is cat. Yes. Cat has like a thing going on with another jock named Trevor. And that's Mm -hmm. like unexplored. Like Laura Jean has no interest in her friend's personal life seemingly at all. And then her dad also has like a love story that's sidelined hard. Yeah. That and the dad's love story is like a huge part of the book. Yeah. I think maybe that will be like they get married, so I think that'll be that. That's like how the third book ends. Is that the wedding? Uh-huh. So I, spoiler, but I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone cares. But um, so I think it'll be a lot about that. Uh, there's also like a time jump, so they're going to be graduating high school. Good. And Lara Jean and Peter have been dating this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, like, the next big, like, issue that they'll face is, like, which colleges they'll go to, if they're going to be going to the Mm -hmm. same colleges, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I think another thing that made this movie, this is entirely imprecise and unscientific, 
But I think this movie felt less magical because a man in his 50s directed it. <laughs> uh, Michael Figmo, Figmognari and Figmognari, and the original was directed by a woman named Susan Johnson. Yeah. Um, there was a part that struck me as very strange and it was just like a shot thing, yeah. but it was when Peter and Lara Jean were talking in like the school cafeteria before they were signing up for their volunteer things. Yeah. And it was like a shot reverse shot of them just talking to each other like mm-hmm. you do in movies. And the angles were so off-putting. The the high angle looking at uh like the high and low angles looking yeah. at each other to make them each seem shorter or taller. <laughs> were so distorted that Lara Jean looked like a little baby <laughs> and Peter Kaminsky looked like a giant. Yeah. It was so weird to me because, like, of course, she's smaller than him. But it was, like, so Too just, pronounced. Like, exaggerated I, that I noticed it, which yeah. is weird to me. Yeah. That, I don't know what that was about. That's like, very just, weird. There's a lot of weird stylistic choices, too. I didn't mm-hmm. like when she was, like, lip syncing to the soundtrack. Yeah. And the first the first movie was like this too, where it was like very heavy on music um, music cues. Mm-hmm. But this one mm-hmm. I thought was more so like reliant upon the songs to kind of like cue you into what the scene was going to be like. I was very happy to hear Blackpink. Yeah, that was cool. I was very hyped up, and they're a K-pop group. So oh, it makes very sense cool. That a Korean mm-hmm. girl would be listening to it. That's also, good. though, other people do too. But mm-hmm. I was very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't like the lip syncing. I, I think like the musical cue, like they, I thought the music was better in the first one too. A, like hard agree, hard agree. Yeah. Um, let's read. Oh, what did you think? A few people on Twitter picked up on this. They recast John Ambrose McLaren from a white kid to Jordan Fisher, who's I think biracial. And I don't care like at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I also don't care. Someone on Twitter was like, this is justice for Lavender Brown, who was like oh, played yeah. by a black actress in Harry Potter until she had a prominent role. And then they swapped her out for a white girl. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but that's wild. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I did not care. I was, yeah. <laughs> and he's really cute. All the boys in this are super cute. Yeah. Like, all the boys are Trevor, very cute. Trevor, Peter, John Ambrose. John Ambrose. John Ambrose cute, is cute, cuter. Cute. Like when he talked, I was like, no, stop. <laughs> you know because he was very theater yeah his act he it seems like he was act like acting the whole time Ooh, which he obviously was but like kind of a weird know. backstory i don't know how i deep dived into this oh the cut ran in like a profile on the actor who plays him jordan fisher and so oh, i was really? reading it and they were talking about how he's like 25 he was in hamilton he was grease on live <laughs> he said like he was one dancing oh. with the stars um okay so and they were like he's engaged to his childhood sweetheart and he was like, yeah, like she was my, it was kind of like to all the boys I loved before, like the exact same thing. Like we were really close when I was 12 and 13. And then like, she called me up a couple years ago and we connected and it was just like love at first sight again. And I proposed to her and I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And I Googled them and I found this people exclusive from their engagement shoot. Like when she, mm-hmm. when he surprised her and mm-hmm. he's 25 and she's 20. So I was like, wait, so for, you were close as a 13 year old with an eight year old. And then she called you up a couple years ago, so she was under 18, and you were over 18, you were... I was like, this is weird. <laughs> wow, that is weird. I don't know. It's very... But try, like a childhood-like like thing between... Like, the, the age difference when you're little is like... Pretty big deal. Eight and yeah. 13 is like huge. Yeah, 
13 year olds can watch PG 13 movies. I don't like and that. I don't like it either. But anyway, just some backstory. Um, this is what Linda Holmes of Pop Culture Happy Hour had to say about the movie. She said, This chapter is different for sure. It's less giddy and more grounded, a little more suffused with at least the high school version of how hard it is to make relationships work. It also feels less comedic, in part because the LJ Peter scenes have more tension than flirtation. There's part of me that longed for a more straight up romantic comedy, but I think that's the point, right? A romantic comedy is the first chapter. Something else is next, which is true. It's, there's, a, there's no sequels to other romantic comedies for this reason. I guess, but what is this chapter is nothing then like what it, it's nothing it's because they end like up they said. end up in the exact same spot and you know than they do in the beginning yeah i think they uh, could have done they could have pushed a little harder and for laura jean you know how she was kind of like this isn't about the ex-girlfriend this is about me i wish they mm-hmm. had like pushed on that harder so it seemed like more of a journey of self-discovery and confidence yeah. than yeah. it being about boys Right. No, I agree. I did like the moment between her and Jen. Yeah. With the friendship bracelets. I really liked that. And I really liked how she said, like, we're the, the I forget the Korean word. Oh, yeah. That was for, very sweet. Where she was like, we're, te- we're tethered together and we'll always, like, have a place in each other's hearts. Yeah. No that was what very happens. sweet. And I was like, oh, that was, that was super cute. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Shout out to that, probably the best you had part in middle school that you're not friends with anymore. Yeah. Because, like, oh, always, yeah, exactly. Like, Other Bridget, <laughs> I know you didn't have a falling out with Mackenzie, but <laughs> she's tethered to you forever. <laughs> Mackenzie, what would, you, what would you rate? P.S. I still love you to all the boys that I loved um, before. Please, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, like a five. I'm going to say a four. It feels so hard, which is why. why like if I had maybe just watched it, no, no, it's just, yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm sad. I'm sad too. Maybe let's hope that they that's like a Return of the King style excellent third <laughs> installment. <laughs> really, although the second the second <laughs> Two Towers was my favorite. Uh oh. Okay, bad comparison, but let's hope they they wrap it up well. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna give yeah a four feels right and. I think it's also because we can never go back to the innocence of yeah. watching the first movie, not knowing yeah. about Noah Centineo and just <laughs> living in a perfect world. Yeah. Where we needed and I, want, I do hope Lana Condor is in worse things, though, because... Me too. She's a star. Uh, she's so good. Um, and she's so sweet. And hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully she gets more yeah. stuff. Okie dokie. It would really help us out if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode is going to be out on February 24th. It's a regular sized episode. And our love theme continues with Love and Basketball and The Notebook. ChickFlix is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Group Carlson for her music. Thanks for listening to ChickFlix. Bye.